What's up, everyone? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, your Gen Z self-development destination, talking post-grad lifestyle every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. My name is Kylie. I am normally joined by my co-host, Anya, but Anya is away this week. She has her dance show coming up this Saturday. Uh, So since she took over and did a solo episode while I was moving, I am taking over this week so that she can focus on her dance show and not have to worry about, you know, scheduling in a recording session between dress rehearsals and whatnot. So by the time this episode comes out, the show will have already happened and I will have already seen her dance. But as of now, very excited to see the showcase again. Uh, I went the last time, this is her second season with the dance company that she's dancing with in the Boston area. And so I'm excited to see the show and then maybe possibly even join come the fall when they do their next session now that I am also a little Bostonian. But yeah, so for my solo episode, I wanted to sit down and do like a mental health check-in with you all. Um, I think you guys know that I kind of went through a bit of a tough mental health period recently and while I'm doing a lot better, uh, life is just life, life is life and it throws curveballs at you and you never really know what to expect. So I actually am feeling particularly anxious today so it'll be good for me to do this mental health check-in but I just have a series of questions that'll be good to ask when you kind of need that mental health check-in or even asking these on a regular basis on a weekly, bi-weekly basis just to check in with yourself, journal about it. You can really use it however you see fit Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about my week in review. So I feel like I don't have too much to update on because I've really just been settling into my new routine in Boston. At this point, I will have been in my apartment for about 10 days. So it's still really, really new, obviously getting the hang of things, still, you know, organizing and decorating, uh, figuring out what, you know, my routine looks like, all of that stuff. Uh, So I've just kind of been leaning into that, giving myself some time to really settle in feel like I'm at home while also enjoying being in Boston. Obviously, it's a lot more social. There's a lot more to do than in the southern New Hampshire area and being able to hang out with friends that I have in the area that were a lot harder to see when I was living in New Hampshire. I've just been, you know, focusing my time on that and really enjoying being in the city, especially I'm glad this time around I moved at the beginning of the summer. So I have, you know, the whole summer to look forward to in the city, whereas last time I moved August 1st. So I really only had, you know, August in the city to look forward to and then I was going to start to get cold. So yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really happy with my choice to move. Things are going really, really well and I'm just excited for the summer. It's going to be good. And then as a little update, I kind of took a little dating hiatus because my mental health was kind of not in the best place and I needed to think, you know, even for people who are very mentally healthy, dating is stressful. Um, It's anxiety inducing. Like that's just how it is. You get nervous, all of that fun stuff. Add having like a literal generalized anxiety disorder to the mix and obviously I was a little stressed. So I decided to cut dating because when, you know, my anxiety was really bad from other factors outside of that, that was an easy way to kind of minimize the anxiety that I was feeling on a regular basis while I kind of got my ducks in a row. But now that I'm back in the city and feeling a bit better, feeling a bit happier, 
started to date again. So I really want to do like an episode, like a solo episode on dating because obviously Anya cannot supply that content. Anya is a relationship girly. If you didn't know, her and her boyfriend have been together for I think almost six years now. So she can provide you with any and all relationship advice, but she can't talk about the tries and tribulations of the dating world. So that's what I'm here for. And I definitely want to do like a dating update episode. But yeah, I have a first date this weekend. We'll see how it goes and I'll keep you guys posted. And if you want that full dating episode, you just let me know. Let's move into my favorites. So for this week, this is like such a random and niche favorite, but I feel like I need to talk about it. I saw a TikTok and the recipe was specifically for like a cake batter smoothie bowl. And to make it a cake batter smoothie bowl, they used cake batter extract or cake batter flavoring, which looks a lot like vanilla extract like that you would get in the baking aisle at the grocery store. Um, But it's cake batter flavored. And so I most of the smoothies that I make, like even if I'm making a green smoothie, I make it sort of like vanilla flavored. So I'll I'll use some almond milk and I don't really use fruit other than like banana. Uh, I'll put in some spinach and then I'll use like a vanilla protein powder. And I just thought the cake batter flavoring could be a good addition to just like my normal smoothie, like what I just described, just to help make it even more sweet and almost like milkshake like. Because the way that I was making it before, it tasted fine, don't get me wrong, but protein powder just like has such a distinct flavor that can be really, really hard to mask. And so I've been trying it out and I will say that it really does make it taste like a milkshake. Like it's really good um i very much enjoy it and i don't know i just i i feel like this is so random but if you are on your smoothie game i know anya's been on her smoothie game so maybe she'll um she'll listen to this episode and get a good idea but actually no because she uses like mango and stuff that might not be good anya don't do that i don't think that'll taste good but if you've been looking for ways to kind of get your greens in make your smoothies taste a little bit better and you have especially if you have a sweet tooth like me uh definitely recommend cake batter flavoring i don't know what else is i guess it might be used for making cakes i don't know i don't know what else cake batter flavoring is used for but using it in my smoothies and i'm enjoying it along the way all right i feel like that was like a rapid fire round of segments but that's what happens when i'm missing my my partner in crime sorry i feel like i'm in such a weird mood today this is gonna be an interesting episode for sure anyways Let's move into the main episode. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diosti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter of the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need 
need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Episode topic where we are going to ask ourselves a series of mental health check-in questions. So I feel like the best way to go about this, to make this sort of an immersive experience for everyone, is I'm going to pose these questions. I have, I think, about 10 questions, maybe a little more than 10 questions. And I'll answer them based on how I'm feeling, how I would answer them if I was just asking myself these questions in my head, how I'd kind of talk to myself, um, how I'd answer them through like journaling, things like that. And I invite you guys to like really take a second and, you know, answer these questions for yourself and use this episode as, you know, a reference point uh, for when you feel like you need a mental health check-in. Okay, so the first is, have I been getting quality sleep with regular bedtimes and getting up at a regular time? So for those of you that haven't been following, a big part of why I was having such a tough time with my mental health recently was because I was having some pretty bad sleep issues. I developed some pretty gnarly insomnia, um, and I'm not exactly sure what caused it. It really could have been a lot of things, but it was more likely than not just some residual anxiety and trauma stemming from some stuff that happened throughout this past year. You guys know it was a bit of a tumultuous year for sure. My sleep quality was really, really uh, poor and I was having a lot of trouble falling asleep. I was having a lot of trouble staying asleep and had a lot of just like restless and sleepless nights. Uh, But what I will say is that recently, you know, I've worked with my doctors on what Uh, medications will work best for my anxiety. As you guys may know, psychopharmaceutical medications, we know that they work, but we don't know why they work. I learned that from my friend Meg. Uh, So that's why a lot of people go through a lot of trial and error because there isn't, we don't know enough about why these medications work to figure out what is going to work best for each individual person. So you just kind of have to figure out what works for you, what combination may work for you, what dosages work for you. And so I was kind of going through that time. And for me, I learned that taking a traditional SSRI, I'm on Zoloft or Cetraline is the like technical term. So I started with that and I didn't necessarily feel bad on that, but it wasn't helping with these sleeping issues at all. If anything, my doctor was afraid that it was hindering it. Uh, So in addition to the Zoloft, they were having me cross wean off of the Zoloft and onto a a typical antidepressant called Remeron. And so I took that for about a week and the Remeron really, really helped my sleep. It's actually pretty, it isn't a sleeping pill. It's not happy for me, like it is an antidepressant, Uh, but it's been shown to be really effective at helping people who have anxiety or depression induced insomnia. So even though it's not, you know, it's not prescribed on label to treat insomnia, it can really help people like me who are experiencing some pretty extreme insomnia as a result of anxiety or depression. And so what I've found right now is that being on a low dose of Zoloft and a 
a low, low dose of Remeron is, you know, keeping me pretty level throughout the day. I definitely have had a couple of things happen in my life that have spiked my anxiety, but that's the goal with anxiety medication or any sort of mental health medication isn't to rid you of all negative feelings. Um, It's just to help you get through them a bit better. And so that's a good sign. And my sleep has been a lot better. So I have figured out exactly how these medications work for me, how long it takes for the Remeron specifically to help me fall asleep. And so because of that, I've been able to adjust and fall asleep at a regular time. And right now I'm working on waking up at a regular time. It does make me sleep pretty long. Like for a while there, I was taking it and sleeping until about 8, 8.30 and then just logging right on to work. And I kind of want to get back in the habit of waking up around like 6 45 7 so i have some time in the morning so i've been working on that and so far so good i've you know woken up relatively early over these past couple of days um and felt fine throughout the day so i'm gonna continue doing that so yeah sleep's been good so the second question is have i been isolating myself from others at work friends or family so the answer to this is no if anything i feel like i've been doing the opposite um and it's been really nice i feel like i've been really social gotten to see a lot of people meet a lot of people since i moved to boston um i'm at home right now so i get to see my family right now I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm recording this back in New Hampshire. Um, I had to come home for an appointment. So I am ironically currently in New Hampshire, but I, I did move to Boston. This isn't, don't ring the alarm bells yet. We're fine. Just have an appointment tomorrow. So I decided to come home to make it easier on myself. But yeah, so I definitely have not been isolating myself. And I honestly, this isn't something that I typically do when my anxiety really spikes. If anything, I really lean on my support system when my anxiety is really, really bad, uh, which has its pros and cons. No, you know, coping mechanism is better than the other, but yeah, I've been doing good on that front. Do I have more worries or anxiety than usual? Maybe use a scale of one to 10. So I would say at this current moment, like if I had to give a gut reaction, my anxiety is my anxieties and worries right now are kind of at a seven eight um there's just some stuff going on behind the scenes that i can't really talk about too much like you guys know anya and i talk a lot about our personal lives but there's just some stuff that's better left off of the internet what is currently spiking my worries and anxieties is better off not on the internet. So I don't want to get into it too much, but I will say just to answer from a scale perspective that I am kind of, uh, you know what, I'll say like a six, seven. I'm at like a six, seven. So the next question is what's been worrying me lately? Again, you know, I know I picked this exercise and I truthfully planned this episode when I thought I'd be talking more so about just like the sleep moving anxiety that I was experiencing. But right now, honestly, that's not what's stressing me out. It is this other external factor. So yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to dive into this too much, but it's definitely worth asking yourself and being honest with yourself because I'm being honest with myself, you know, offline um, of what's worrying me lately. I can kind of pinpoint it. So yeah, moving on to the next one. Have I lost interest in activities and pursuits that usually held my attention? So my first instinct was to just say that I was, I've been experiencing, like I haven't been super motivated to like do intense workouts in the past couple of days, but I also am riding the crimson wave, if you know what I mean. And if you don't know what I mean, I am on my period. (laughs) So, I mean, people who menstruate know that you just, there's a lot going on down there and you don't, especially I cycle, I have a Peloton. So (laughs) cycling while you're on your period is not very fun for a a lot of reasons. So I, I don't necessarily think that that is like, due to my mental health more so my 
physical health of just kind of gonna let gonna let my body do its thing let my ovaries and uterus do its thing and then I'm sure I'll be back into that but other than that I I wouldn't say if anything I have just been craving a little bit more like rest and a couple of days of just doing nothing because I have been so social and have had some pretty busy days since moving to Boston but I, I wouldn't say that it's a loss of interest by any means the next one is have I felt more sad than happy lately uh so I would say no I think that lately I have felt way more happy than sad, which is great. Um, I hope that that continues despite the things that are causing me a little bit of worry right now. So yeah, but all, all things considered, things are going really well. Do I feel at ease with myself and my surroundings? Um, From a living standpoint, yes. I feel really good about my new apartment. Things are getting really settled. The place is coming together really nicely. And I feel really happy. There are other areas of my life where I'm not feeling as at ease. There's a lot of change going on right now. And so obviously any sort of change is never easy. And you guys know, I've been very transparent about my journeys towards a stronger sense of self. And while I think, you know, my sense of self is a lot stronger than it was a year ago, I'm still 100% a work in progress and just trying to in this time where there's a lot of change and a lot of uncertainty, just go with the flow. Trust that I am doing what I need to do for things to work out in my favor and just hope that that is enough. So then the next question is, what am I doing to make myself feel happy? So I am moving my body regularly, whether it's walking. I've been going on a lot of walks. It's one of my favorite ways to move my body, especially when I'm on my period. I've been walking a lot. Before I got my period, I had been pelotoning a lot and just exercising a lot. That makes me feel really happy. I've been spending time with friends that make me feel really happy and talking with friends that make me feel really happy. I've been reading a lot, which you guys know is like my favorite hobby in the whole world. And that makes me feel really happy watching YouTube makes me happy. Coming home and visiting my family is making me really happy. Having a bit more autonomy and independence now that I'm out of my parents' house is making me really happy. So yeah, doing a lot, I feel like. Do you feel that your life is appropriately balanced between work, fun, friends, family, self-care, exercise, and other meaningful pursuits? So I think this is kind of a loaded question because like anything in life, there's ebbs and there's flows, right? So there's times where these all feel really, really balanced. There's times where other things need to take precedent. There's times where other things are just taking precedence. Um, But I think all things considered, I've done the best that I can to appropriately balance them. Like I said, I'm kind of going through a period of change right now. So I'll be interested to see like even in a month, not even in a month, in like a couple of weeks, how I feel about this, but for now, I'm feeling pretty balanced. Do you have trouble concentrating? So I am going to say yes to this. My anxiety tends to manifest in a lot of like intrusive thoughts and overthinking and things like that. And oh, I said, I keep saying that like Julia Fox. It's just because I'm a fangirl. It's just because I think Julia Fox is really cool. Lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. See, I have trouble concentrating. There's your proof. But anyways, back to the point. I, I definitely tend to overthink and let things that are causing me any sort of anxiety or worry consume me. And obviously that affects my ability to concentrate and to kind of be heads down and, and be productive. So I definitely have noticed that because again, like I said, I'm just kind of going through a big period of change. 
and also like TikTok that has nothing to do with mental health at all but like TikTok distracts so need to work on that but yeah I, I would say that I have had a bit of trouble concentrating that's been like a, a big symptom of my anxiety recently. Have you been experiencing significant mood swings, crying, or any other extreme emotions? I cried yesterday. I'll be honest about that. I did cry yesterday, but I wouldn't say it was extreme. Like I, I wasn't like extreme. When I was really, really struggling with my mental health a couple of weeks ago, I this would have been a solid yes. Like I was really, because that's what a lack of sleep does to you. I mean, it's really hard to process your emotions when you aren't properly rested. Um, so I have experienced this when going through a tough mental health time, but right now I would say my mood is pretty stable. I think my mood is pretty rational, all things considered. Like when you look at what's going on in my life, I don't think that I'm having any like extreme irrational reactions to my circumstances. So yeah, I have not been experiencing those. So the next question is, are you overly fatigued or tired at the end of the day? How about at the end of the week? Honestly, no. I'm like the perfect amount of tired, if that makes sense. I've like from like an energy expenditures standpoint, I, I feel pretty good. By the end of the week, I definitely am in need of a break and looking forward to the weekend for sure. I think that's unfortunately uh, how the cookie crumbles when it comes to working a nine to five job, like it's kind of designed for you to really want to break by the end of the week. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say that I'm experiencing that on a day-to-day -day basis. I always get a little afternoon dip, um, but other than that, I'm not like dying to go to bed most days. And then the last question to ask yourself for a mental health check-in is, has your appetite or eating habits changed in any way recently? So again, I have ex been experiencing some like cravings and just a little bit of an increased appetite, but I am chalking that up to miss period because um, that is a very common symptom. But other than that, no, I've noticed I actually um, suffered a bit from a loss of appetite when I was struggling with sleep, which again is not super surprising, but I noticed that once, you know, I found a medicine regimen that worked for me and was getting better sleep, that my appetite returned like back to how it was beforehand. Um, so very normal, at least for me. So yeah, so from a mental health standpoint, I haven't noticed any any changes. It's again only been because of this period. And I think something, you know, as I sort of went through these questions, I tried to make it a stream of consciousness as possible to kind of work through, okay, like, am I experiencing this because of, you know, my anxiety and because of the place that my mental health is at? Or are there external factors that could be leading to me feeling this way? For me, one of those big external factors at this point in time is my menstrual cycle. So I think, you know, asking these questions is a really good way to ground yourself in your mental health be really honest with yourself about how you've been feeling and also start to chalk up any like signs and symptoms that you have towards other external things that may have nothing to do with your mental health because sometimes i think it helps to almost like have it all out in front of you whether it's in your mind and you're answering these for yourself in more of like a meditative way or if you're journaling them um having it all out in front of you and being able to see like okay Here's like honestly where I'm at right now and what my life's looking like and where I need to sort of give myself a little extra love, a little extra care. Yeah. And also it could help you with 
just recognizing your own symptoms when it comes to mental health because the crazy thing about mental health is that it affects us all in different ways so even if two people are diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorders they're going to have different symptoms they're going to present in different ways and yes obviously there's you know common ways that helps us diagnose things like these but it really is like the nitty-gritty fine details of signs and symptoms is very individualized and each person needs something different to help them through these symptoms and through whatever you know mental illness they are particularly struggling with at that moment in time and so yeah just kind of getting an idea especially if you're just starting a mental health journey maybe you've just started therapy maybe you've just opened the conversation about medication with your doctor Maybe you are in a psychology class and you just want to learn a little bit more about how your brain works. I think taking these mental health check-ins to really assess, you know, what symptoms you're showing, what's affecting your moods throughout the week. I just think it's really important to prioritize your mental health. I wish that I had done this more when I was really struggling. If I'm being completely honest, this episode idea was given to me by my roommate Ashley and I wish that I took the time to do a quick mental health check-in because I really think it would have helped ground me a bit more and um, not only given me something to focus on outside of overthinking and ruminating and intrusive, you know, irrational thoughts, but it could have helped me see exactly what I was dealing with and where I could, you know, take control and give myself a little bit more care um, and a little bit more love so yeah, that that's everything that I have for you guys. I mean, I feel like this was a really quick episode, but I also feel like we've had a lot of long episodes recently. So, you know, here's here's just a quick and dirty for you to listen to. And yeah, that that's all I got for you. So make sure that you follow us on Instagram at two degrees hotter. Feel free to leave us any suggestions, episode ideas, comments, critiques, whatever you want, compliments even, in our anonymous suggestion box. We always like to hear your guys' thoughts and what we can do to make the show better for you guys. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It really, really helps our show. And with that, I think that I will be back with Anya next Tuesday. So we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.